Welcome to the Erasmus Foundation podcast. My name is Paul Nugent. Are you looking for answers to life and its meaning? Then this may well be the very podcast you need to listen to. In a series of podcasts, we are going to look at the difficult questions of life and apply spiritual knowledge to find out the answers. Today, we are going to look at spiritual healing, and we offer healing here in the Erasmus Foundation for free. So we have Marie, Pat, and Ronnie to talk about healing. So Pat, what is your description of what spiritual healing is? Oh, yeah, hi, Paul. Um, so what I understand spiritual healing to be, as I have learned uh, through my time at the foundation, is that the the great mind has ordained that certain healing spirits at home work with people on the earth who within that life have the gift of healing or spiritual healing. And a cosmic healing energy that comes from the great mind passes through the spiritual healers who are just channels and that is um, given as a gift and as all gifts are is meant for other people so spiritual healing is very simply something that comes from god or the great mind as we call them here at the foundation and is used to um, help people with pain, affliction, diseases of a physical nature. Okay, thank you, Pat. Marie, so what, what made you become a healer? Well, it was actually very interesting, Paul. Um, I was training as a reflexologist in 1998, and I used to do Pedina's feet um, every week. And... Um, my part of my training was to end a, a, the, the session with my hands on the top of the feet. And then eventually, Padina spoke to me about healing. And I've learned a little bit more. And uh, this is how I became a healer. How did you become a healer then, Ronnie? Well, initially, the first thing was I had a friend that was interested in healing. And it struck me that it was possible for a human being, as it were, to have a spiritual gift of healing, to be able to channel healing through their hands. Now, at this point, of course, I had no idea at all that I would ever be involved in healing, but the concept came across as being something that was reasonable and although not commonplace, but could help other people. Then after a period of time, um, again through consulting with Padina, she mentioned to me that I did have a potential for doing healing. And I thought, well, that's, you know, that's great. I ended up being invited to help as a trainee healer on our uh, exhibition stand where we were giving public consultations and doing healing 
on you know on demand, so to speak. At the beginning, it was quite frightening, really, because you didn't really know what was going to be channeled through you, and you put your hands on somebody, and you really didn't know if anything had happened, anything had come through your hands. But fortunately, um, the people that we were seeing were, were very, very generous, and they always gave us feedback and say, "Yes, I found that comforting," or "I found that that's helped me." Thank you very much. And gradually, your confidence would build. Also, the other thing that was interesting was that when when you first start off, your healing is weaker than it can develop into, and so after a period of time and if you're progressing reasonably well spirit will experiment and channel stronger healing through you and over a period of time and you know providing you use your healing well the healing will be strengthened as much as they can to to help make you into a stronger healer at which point, of course, your confidence is there because you've had a lot of feedback from people explaining that they felt some benefits and your and also your healing is getting stronger and you know it becomes something which is almost second nature to you after a while. Thank you, Ronnie. And uh, Pat, how, how did you get into this? Well, it was simply coming across the foundation and um, I didn't have any experience or um, thoughts about healing uh, before I met the foundation. I think, like most people, you have, have thoughts about faith healers and the seventh son of a seventh son and people doing um, all sorts of uh, practices which also um, bring connotations with it of, of um, maybe things that I I wasn't particularly drawn to because it in my mind it was associated with mysticism and things like that and um, other practices that I, I, I wasn't I was a bit wary of so but I've come to understand it's very simple and natural. And when I came across the foundation and, and uh, started to get to know Padina, like Ronnie and, and Marie, um, she said to me one day that I had the potential to become a healer. And it was the first time I had really thought about it. And my impatience, of course, back in, in those days was, was um, much to the fore within me. And I was saying, well, well, when? Will it be next week or the week after? You know, Padina explained that to develop the healing, you had to develop yourself you get, and work on yourself. And to, to bring some peace within the channel that was to be used for that healing. So um, that's how I first came across it may I say also that one thing that really struck me at the time with the healing was that there was no charge for it and that may seem like an incidental thing maybe but 
I think coming from London and maybe all big cities, everybody is, you know, out to make a power note and it might make you a touch cynical. And it did make me question, why are these people doing this? Not just the healing, but the the, the further teachings of the foundation, wanting to bring it to people and help people for um, no financial reward. And that in itself for me made me sit and and, and, and think about it. And I thought it, it said so much about the people involved and about Padina and the foundation itself that they were there simply wanting to offer what they had and to help people without asking anything in return. Marie, giving healing for free makes a big statement, I think, about our intent and what we're trying to do here in the Erasmus Foundation. And not only that, but we've built a building specifically for this, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Tell us about it. It is a clinic which is um, unique um, in a country. It has uh, a reception and four healing rooms, a first aid, a first aid room, and also this is a, ta- a table there uh, just in case we have animals to treat, um, and an office. It is open um, every Saturday between two and four o'clock. It's a beautiful building. How effective is this healing? Perhaps what sort of experiences have you had of of people benefiting from this type of healing? It's a good question to ask because, as Ronnie said, you're not quite sure yourself all the time if you don't feel the healing coming through your hands. So what, what you learn about healing over the years is the feedback you get from people. And... Some of that feedback I have seen um, other healers giving here um, and myself in my own small way is that people say to you what it's done for them, how it's made them feel. And that is a variety of responses from people from uh, very simply to say thank you and uh, that they felt a little better and to people saying that they felt a new person. And we've had that quite recently with somebody who has come to the the clinic here. So I think that is why we don't say we will heal you or we will cure you. We say we offer healing because ultimately that is down to the great mind, whether how much healing you will receive or how effective the healing will be, because it may be within the person's tapestry that they may continue to be affected by their ailments and it, or it may take them home. But I can certainly say from the healing that I've received from an, an ongoing back issue I've had over the years, that it hasn't taken it away overnight, but it certainly helps 
and sometimes instantaneously um, with with the, the symptoms and the pain. Okay. And Ronnie? Yes, we've had some good successes over the years. Um, we've had uh, people with serious illnesses like cancer come and see us, and we've managed to help them uh, get their cancer into remission. And we've also had, um, you know, conversely, we've had results, di different results. It's, I, I should just say that as a healer, you can only channel through your hands the healing that is sent to help that person. You are not a therapist that can use your own techniques to um, to help a person um, through your own efforts. You are really dependent on the healing guides that are channeling the healing through you, and ultimately um, God to to send healing to the person that needs the help. So on some occasions, uh, we have had people with serious illnesses and we've managed to help them heal up their illness and recover. On other occasions, we've had people with serious illnesses who have received healing from us and sensed a lot of relief from the symptoms they are suffering. However, they did not recover from the illness. The illness carried on and eventually took them home, as we say, which is the end of their life. So we can't say that we can heal anything. What we can say is that we can deliver through our hands some healing that will help a person, either giving them relief or cure them from an illness, but we are not able to decide what is delivered. We can only deliver what we are given to deliver. Okay, Ronnie, thank you very much. Marie, so yes. can anyone be a healer? Could I be a healer? It is really the great mind's choice. There is, uh, I was not a healer before when I came. I didn't even know what healing was until uh, Padina explained to me. Um, and it is, I was told, was a gift from the great mind. It's a wonderful gift. I mean, for me, healing is everything. I cherish it. I treasure it, if I may say. Okay. Right, good. So what other kinds of healing is there out there? And, and, and what's your opinion of it? Pat, what do you think about that? Well, as I said previously, Paul, I have only ever had a, a passing glance at other healing um, disciplines. I don't really know too much about them. You can look on the internet and see many different types and shades and names for different sorts of healing. I would say that there is a fair bit of money being exchanged in a lot of them. Now, I am not saying that all people who are involved in all of um, those sorts of disciplines of healing, whatever names they are given, um, are all bad people. 
Um, I know there are courses you can go on that you can pay money for a weekend or a week or a month and and learn to become a healer, which you have to pay for. And there may be people who are drawn to those um, courses and things because they are instinctively interested in healing. So it's certainly not to say that they may not have a gift to be a healer, but the only, when they look up um, about healing, that's maybe the only uh, channels of interest that they find. So in learning about spiritual healing through the foundation, and as we have said, there being no charge for it because it is a gift, um, that's part of our work is to, and a part of the reason for this podcast is to place it online and a place where people might find it who are truly interested in, in, in the healing, but without having to pay for it, either to become a healer or pay for it to receive the healing. So I don't know too much about other, other forms of healing is my honest answer. And if I may say also, we are talking about healing being a gift. I just wanted to add to that. The healers who have the gift of healing aren't chosen ones or special people. Everybody has different gifts in life. And through the understanding of reincarnation, people have different gifts in different lives. So I would suggest that maybe a lot of, if not all people, through their many lives they had at one time or another may have been a healer. The gifts that are given by the great mind are given to us to benefit other people. Thank you, Pat. And so what, what is distant healing or absent healing? What's that all about? Absent healing is something where you are through the thoughts that you put into it, it, healing can be delivered to a person that is suffering an illness or some discomfort. You're actually asking God to send healing to that person to help them through their illness. Now, this actually is not exclusive to healers. Anybody can do it. Anyone can send their thoughts to God and ask God to help somebody. And there are always benefits from doing this. It's the, if you like, it's the power of prayer. So this is something that every individual can do. However, in the foundation, we have people that write names in the books and they will put their hands on that book and they will ask for healing to go out to all the people whose names are written in the book. They're not actually trying to direct the healing. They're asking for God to help and send healing to all the people that are written in that book. Okay, that's that's fine. Thank you very much. So, Pat, mm. uh, should people throw away all their tablets, their pills, and avoid their operations, do not do any medical procedures, and just rely entirely on spiritual healing? Uh, no, Paul. No, it isn't an alternative therapy, but a complementary therapy. We would never suggest, as Ronnie touched on before, we are not trained doctors. We don't diagnose anybody. 
So we are guided by what they tell us, and um, we can have an open discussion with them without prying into their privacy, if that's what they would like. But um, we would only ever complement the conventional medicines and therapies that they may be receiving with the healing we would be in error i would say to and it wouldn't happen for anybody at the erasmus foundation to suggest to anybody that they should come away from what uh, the doctors may have prescribed to them or anything like that coming to the the healing clinic all we would do is offer the healing and and never suggest that they, they come away from anything they're already doing Thank you, Pat. And, and Ronnie, just to finish with, I know this is very much how you all feel, but I just want you to explain this, Ronnie. You do take this very professionally, don't you? And you do have a code of conduct that you ad- adhere to. So would you like to tell us a little bit about that so people can come along feeling that we are professional individuals? Yes, we, um, when we see somebody, we do keep records and uh, we ask them to fill in a form that um, allows us to offer them healing. And we then uh, try and interpret what illness or discomfort they may have. And we then apply ourselves in the most correct manner to help them. The other thing that we do is that in our clinic, we'll try and have a male and a female present for each patient that arrives. It's not necessary for the healing, but it helps people feel more comfortable with the process. And so, Marie, if people wanted healing at the Erasmus Foundation, what details would you give them? The clinic is open every Saturday between 2 and 4 o'clock. If there is an emergency, they can always ring um, the the house um, up to 5 o'clock, I believe, in the afternoon. And an appointment will be made and uh, a healer will um, accommodate we have healers living in a village um, and also not, not so far from the foundation. Therefore, there will always be somebody here helping. Everybody is welcome. We never turn anybody away. The Erasmus Foundation is a spiritual teaching and healing centre based in Laxfield, Suffolk in the United Kingdom. We have a web page www.erasmus-foundation.org or email us info at erasmus-foundation.org Thank you for listening.